0: All right, Passover is coming up real fast, and you need to make sure you have a great, meaningful holiday. I'm Rabbi Yitzwein of the Young Israel Asia of Las Vegas. Thank you for joining us on the Life is Great podcast. This is the initial, the inaugural Life is Great uh, podcast. And our goal is to bring to you important ideas, often that will enhance your life and make sure that you know that you you have a marvelous. You have a marvelous life. That's what it's about. Okay, so this holiday, um, Passover, tells the story of the Jewish people leaving Egypt. And it dominates the book of Exodus. It's not only for Jews. The ideas are very universal and beneficial to everybody. So let's get straight into it. I just want to give you a few ideas that you can use either at your Passover Seder, your dinner, or just even throughout the week. And they will enhance your life greatly. So I go over to a guy, I meet him in the gym. And I walk over and say, so tell me, you know, do you uh, eat bread in Passover? So that's one of the rules. One of the rules is we don't eat bread on Passover. We replace it with something called matzah, a real, you know, almost cracker-like thing. So the guy looks at me and I knew he kind of grew up. He was a little observant. He says, yeah, don't do that blankety blank blank stuff anymore. So I say to him, okay, well, I'll give you 30 seconds. How's this? When you're looking at the bread in the next week, <laughs> this thing that we don't eat. So bread is very puffy. Think of Wonder Bread, right? It's uh, it's flour, it's water, it's, uh, I don't know, juice, sugar, uh, yeast, other stuff going on it. It's very puffy, it's very pompous. Bread is symbolic of ego, arrogance, all that kind of stuff. We don't eat that for eight days. So the seven days in Israel, eight days outside of Israel, drink pasta, we don't need it because it's symbolic of our desires and additives in our life that we don't necessarily need. We replace it with matzah. Matzah is flour and water baked really fast. Just getting back to the basics. So if you want to have a meaningful holiday, think for a moment, just what's most important in my life. That's all. Spend a week thinking about what is most important in your life and prioritize things. Now, all the stuff in your life is important. You know, you have a job, you have a family, you have aspirations. Um, But chances are, our focus is not on the most important thing most of the time. So we always say Judaism is not a religion of rejection, it's a religion of direction. So therefore, we take the bread, push it out for a week, replace it with matzah, and get real serious about having a good time with our lives. Okay, that's point number one. Number two is that the holiday of Passover is the birthday of the Jewish people. So, birthday means, what's my life about? What does it mean to us to be Jewish? And I would say that one of the questions you want to ask uh, yourself and others is, what does it mean to you to be Jewish? And the corollary question is, now that I have an idea of what it means to me to be Jewish, what am I doing about it? Am I really involved with the Jewish people? So. What does it mean to me to get wine to be Jewish? Right. Cause sometimes I'll turn to people I'll say, Hey, I saw this. I was in Baskin Robbins the other day and a guy said, Shalom Aleichem. He goes, Shalom, I'm Jewish too. Right. He's a 16 year old kid. I said, Oh, it's awesome. You know, how much, how Jewish are you? He goes, Well, I was bar mitzvah and that was about it. Well, what does it mean to you to be Jewish? Ah, oh, such a good question. So he couldn't really come up with a good answer. I know he means something. Hey, but it's, so I said, Let me tell you what it means to me to be Jewish. And by the way, I did not tell him I was a rabbi. So like, I don't know if that's cheating, but okay. I spent a lot of time talking about it, thinking about it, but I go to me being Jewish is I am part of a people with a mission to bring ethical monotheism into the world, to let every human being know that they can have a personal relationship with God and a connection with the commandments and the wisdom of the Torah that will greatly enhance their life. That's what it means to me to be Jewish. And uh, how marvelous is it? what a great existence to be part of that. So that's that's what it is to me. But then you have to say, okay, but now, whatever you answer for you, because this will be a question that uh, the answer will evolve as you evolve in your life. Then you say, well, how involved are you in the community, and what do you bring to the table? Some some people bring a lot. Some some people bring a little. But that's something you need to to ask yourself. Okay. Um, point number three about about Passover is, um, you know, again, point number one is matzah is getting back to basics. And um, that's that's what's most important. Uh, point number two is is ask yourself, what does it mean to you to be Jewish? Point number three is when you are at a Passover Seder, you're creating memories. So what's the example of that? You know, I, I, I referenced the game, you know, with the tail. Remember whip the tail? Whip the tail was all about, um, uh, you know, when you're in grade school, uh, you know, you'd line up a few, several people, say ten people, one person's in the middle, and then everyone circles around them. And the fun part of the ta- the fun part of the game was the, the end of the tail; these people would fall down and smash their faces on the ground. Yay! How fun is that? Let's do it again. Um, so when you're in grade school, you can do that. Now this time, I want you to kind of imagine whip the tail. Except this time, there's 120 people right you are like 119 or 120 and moses is number 1 and every person represents another generation of jews and so you're holding on people over here you're holding on people over here and the question is um the real question is 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 passover teaches us how to hold on to the previous generation and it teaches us teaches us how to hold on to the next generation that's what we're doing and the way we do it is through rituals. That's why, by the way, Passover is perhaps the most celebrated Jewish holiday in the Jewish people. It, it really is, uh, because there's a lot of rituals, and the rituals uh, give us memories, and memories build identification and who we are. So that that's really what it is. So you want to think for yourself, what kind of memories do I want to create for myself and for the people around me throughout the holiday of Passover? That's really What's that? That's, that's what you want to do. So, um, for example, I'm learning with a guy and, you know, there's a lot of good kosher wines out there. I said, what kind of wine do you have at the Passover Seder? He goes, Oh, the Manischewitz. If you've ever had Manischewitz, it ain't no bargain. baby. Manischewitz is, is like really sweet syrupy wine, but up until 1985, that's the only kind of kosher wine you were going to find. I mean, everyone's grandfather in the before 1980 used to make their own wine in the cellar, right? My grandfather's did right. Because you didn't have good kosher wine. So, but when I drink Manischewitz, it takes me back to my childhood, which is like, just like a super cool thing that's, that's going on. Um, so that's, that's really what it's all about over here. Okay. Um, continuing on the, the uh, continuing on over here is, uh, you know, what kind of Haggadah do you use? So uh, there's a whole bunch of Haggadahs you could use, but uh, the Haggadah that that uh, some people use or this, you know, the Maxwell House Haggadah or this yellow Haggadah with, uh, you know, it's got a red border, red and black border. But again, it just brings people back to their childhood. So you're creating memories for the people around you. I had a fellow who called me and he told me today he got COVID and, you know, his wife had COVID, like the whole family's kind of sick. He's like, "Oh, how am I going to have a good Passover?" Are you kidding? You have such a great opportunity. See, the thing is like this, when life is smooth, so you behave in a certain way and the people you remember that and your children remember that. But when you get a hiccup in life and then you rise to the challenge, you say, "I'm going to have make sure I'm in a great mood and we're going to have a Passover Seder even though we're not feeling well, we'll make it an abridged Seder." Everyone's going to remember the time. Hey, remember when we all had COVID and we still celebrate Passover? So that will instill in that person's children um, a, a greater sense of loyalty to being Jewish. And that's the opportunity this guy has. And And uh, I hope he doesn't blow it. <laughs> that's the idea, you know. Um, there's all sorts of great stories told about different Passover Seders. One of my favorite is, is that of Nathan Sharansky. So if you remember who he is, he's one of the more famous Ukrainian Jews up until the uh, most recent war um, in Ukraine. But he, um, not Sharansky, so in the 70s, he was in Russia, and he wanted to get out. And when he wanted to get out of Russia, they said no, and they threw him in jail. And uh, he was known as a, as a Jewish refusenik. And he tells a story how he celebrated Passover in jail. Uh, he took some flour and water, and he kind of made his own matzah. He took a mustard root and he ground it up. And that was his mar. He took some raisins, threw it in a cup of water the week beforehand. And that was his wine. And, and he created his own Passover Seder. And when people said to him after, you know, now he you know, made it to Israel. He's a member of the parliament and whatnot. Um, tremendous personality. People would say, was that difficult, you know, celebrating Passover in jail? He said, well, I was in jail, but I wasn't, I wasn't enslaved. I was very, very free. I was very free because in his mind, if he could think the way he wanted to think, if he could adopt the values he wanted to to adopt, he was free. And this leads you to point number four. Like you want to ask people, have a discussion with yourself or with others. What does it really mean to be free? How free are you? You know, so so many of us are are bound by our desires, are bound by, um, you know, what other people think of us, right? That kind of stuff. You know, we need to know what our lives would be like if we did not have any restrictions, and uh, if we were not bound by our desires, bound by you know uh, public opinion, that kind of stuff. All right. Um, one last note here. One of the main things that's going to help you have a great Passover is to the recognition that Passover is about uh, being a happy, living like a great life. That there are 15 steps in the Passover Seder. The first one is Kadesh. The, one of the blessings in Kadesh is the blessing of Shechianu, which means we get stop and thank God we're alive. We made it to this day. And and another highlight of the Passover Seder is the Dayanu prayer, which you might remember. Da, da, you sing a song, Dayenu, da, Dayenu, da, 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 Um And the whole essence of Dayanu is it's a gratitude list. So a big part about personal freedom is gratitude. A big part of happiness is gratitude. And I think if you can go into your Passover Seder, knowing that we have to put ourselves in a good mood and through having gratitude, gratitude of telling over the the story of the Jewish people leaving Egypt. Um, So then by telling over that story and understanding how blessed we are that will put us in a very happy mood, and your final point is that um, there are two commandments that you're going to fulfill, uh, Seder night. One is eating the matzah, right? And um, and if you if you eat, like if you have a round matzah, eat half of it, you're covered. If you eat two thirds of a square matzah, you've eaten enough matzah. And the other thing is that telling over the story of the Jewish people leaving Egypt. And there's two elements of the story. There's a spiritual freedom that we that we acquired. And there's a physical freedom we acquired. The physical freedom, you know very well, because you watch the movie, The Ten Commandments, or The Prince of Egypt, the Jewish people were enslaved, physically enslaved, and God came in with 10 plagues and uh, redeemed us, destroyed Egypt, and we left Egypt, and you know, to to be this marvelous people with a great mission to receive the Torah of Mount Sinai. Um, but they, they, there was a spiritual enslavement, too. That we're talking about how we originally, our forefathers were... At, our ancestors were idolaters. But then we learned to have a relationship with one God. And it is precisely that relationship with one God that, and having faith in the Almighty, trust in God, it is precisely that, that element that, that leads us to living a truly happy, joyful life uh, of, of great freedom. And now one last point, a bonus point. And then we got to go for today. The bonus point is that you'll notice that um, our tradition tells us that not all the Jews left Um, Egypt. There were a whole bunch of Jews that died in the plague of darkness. As a matter of fact, our tradition tells us four-fifths of the Jewish people died in the plague of darkness. One-fifth left. So if there were two and a half million people, you know, almost three million people standing in Mount Sinai, that meant that like 12 million Jews died in the plague of darkness. Why did some people die and some people leave? So when God's redeeming the people, he has to redeem the entire people. What determined whether or not you would leave or you would die? So the people that did not have the faith in Moses, and the faith in God, that God would take care of them, the people that said, "I want security and safety, and were willing to remain as slaves, the Almighty they died, ironically. The people that had faith in God and faith in Moses and said, "I'm willing to go and die, literally die for the Jewish people. I will be committed." to giving my life, to, to found the Jewish people, those are the people who lived, and those are the people that we are descendants of today. Something to think about, okay? So you have a few points. have a beautiful Passover. Um, if you like this episode, then listen to the next one. You can get me at, you can get me at RabbiYitzWine at email.com, at gmail.com, and this is Life is Great, and we will see you uh this is on, you can go on wherever podcasts are found, or also you can check out my YouTube channel with a lot more content over there as well. And one last little note that my producer, Dana, is saying, have, share with all your friends. Thank you, Dana. <laughs> okay. Everyone should have a chag kasha v'samech. Have a beautiful Passover, and we will see you all soon. Uh, again, um, the Life is Great podcast.